Alright, what is up everyone? Welcome to Under Wraps episode 7. Every time I come back here each week and I, I keep saying what episode we're on, um, as the numbers are going by, I'm just baffled by how the time is going. Because sometimes through the week you feel like the week is dragging, but it's not when you get to, when I get to sit down and do this podcast, because I'm like, Jesus, that's a week on already. Another week, another week, another week, and time just flies by when I'm, when I have something to look forward to, so. So yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate everyone listening, everyone giving me feedback. Um, anyone that's sending the podcast around, uh, rating it on Spotify, um, I appreciate this all, so keep the momentum going and um yeah we keep going going strong and see where we end up with this but yeah for me i just want to tell tell the stories that i have and for anyone that hasn't listened before the first 10 episodes of this podcast is based on my mixtape it's out at the minute Dara dm memories the mixtape is out on our platforms spotify apple music um i don't know anyone that has amazon music but if you have it's on that as well um, any other platform you can think of, yeah, so, I'm, uh, currently, currently dying with a bit of a flu at the minute, so, um, well, being Irish, I suppose, uh, we exaggerate a little bit, so, when I say I'm dying, I'm not really dying, I'm just, my head's a bit wobbly, like, you know that type of headache where you shake your head and your brain feels like it's kind of moving around in your skull? Yeah, I have a bit of a dose of, of that type of type of headache, so but that doesn't come to me on its own. That comes with a bit of a cough, a husky, kinda of smoky throat. Um that the it's like it just sits in the back of me, uh the back of my throat that never seems to go away, like until eventually the cough does go away, but at the minute it's only starting, so I'm taking the old Bronco cough syrup. Uh, people have told me a few remedies, a few Irish remedies to get rid of this, like uh, have a hot whiskey. Every time I get sick, someone tells me to have a hot whiskey, but I've yet to try it, I haven't tried it. And yeah, for some reason, like, I imagine that that would probably burn, burn me throat if I, if I drank it, so I haven't actually tried that yet. But As I've heard, though, people are coming to me saying, like, there's a ball going around, you know, growing up. Uh, I always say that growing up but this is where all these stories come from for me at the minute so uh, I'm still growing by the way I'm only 23 but I feel about 40 sometimes I feel like I've lived about 2 or 3 different different lives in, in, in some sort of parallel universe if you can imagine that but uh, that's only when you put it in, into perspective you know when you're going through an existential kind of crisis just sit back and go Jesus how many lives have I actually lived then you can blow yourself away with the... It was actually just one. But yeah, I feel like I'm waffling a bit. But yeah, yeah you hear like... Growing up in Ireland... Well, for me growing up in Ireland... You heard all the... Mainly kind of older women... Like nannies or grannies... Kind of saying like... Ah, there's a book going around... You know, everyone's getting it. But... This thing that's going around now... Is a proper viral infection. I feel like every second person... Is dying with the flu and... Or even when it does the rounds... Like it'll go away for a bit and a lot of people seem to be better at the same time like seem to be in good health and then when it comes back since covid but when it when it comes back i feel like people are like a lot of people are all affected with the same kind of uh symptoms and sickness so 
maybe it's just in the air, but how and ever. Um, as I as I mentioned before, for anyone that listens regularly, um, I like to throw in an observation or throw in a story I have from the week before. Um, anything interesting that occurred or anything I've done or just anything that might be of interest to you. So, I actually uh, wanted I've wanted to be to be I've wanted to do. Jesus, I'm losing the will to speak. I've wanted to do an acting class for a while now. And I didn't really want to go down the, the college route of it, like kind of doing evening classes for like thousands a year or anything like that. I just wanted to do like kind of drop in classes. And there is drop in classes around for different things, like different topics of interest or different, just different interests, hobbies and stuff like that. So I end up coming across this acting class in Abbey Street and I went to it for the first time. Didn't really know what to expect walking in. But I tell you like it, it's it's mad kinda of coming out of your comfort zone like that. You know. I know like being rapping and all, like I can perform on the stage and I feel quite comfortable performing on the stage. I don't get severe anxiety or anything like that. I Obviously get nervous before it, but I feel like you can use them nerves as motivation and use them nerves as kind of <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry if that was loud. Use them nerves as a as kind of an energy to to do well, you know. Use the kind of the shakiness in your bones or the kind of worries in your head like what could go wrong and then you go what could go right you know like you might go on this stage and absolutely kill it and nine times out of ten you will you might have a few bad experiences but you will learn from them bad experiences they'll actually benefit you in the long run so nothing's really that bad you know that way so but in the acting class we had to kind of improvise different scenes and and kind of say the, the teacher would throw in like a random uh, setting so you might say like you're drunk in a bar having a fight in slow motion obviously then you have to act like you're having a fight drunk in a bar in slow motion at the start now it's kind of like you feel a bit you have to break out of your shell a bit to actually get into the class and, and really kind of kind of show what 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 you've got or what you've what you think you should be doing in this setting you know like act try and break out of your shell and actually act because if you think about it like even if you're not acting professionally or you're not trying to act for like a theatre role or act for this class I'm in, you're acting anyway. We all act certain ways. We're all taught to act when we're children. We're all taught to to do certain things and have certain kind of uh, etiquettes in different situations. So even when you're in I found being in the acting class and being kind of into myself at the start to me I was then acting like I was kind of afraid to to act almost it was like a counter uh, a counter reaction to itself so I said if I'm gonna act like I don't want to really do it I'm gonna act like oh yeah I'm gonna act like I do want to do it I do want to be involved so then few minutes later you know you get to know people in the class and you, you feel more comfortable as the minutes go boy and yeah i, I finished the finished the whole class then till the end i uh, was happy with how it came came out and yeah definitely want to 
go back and, and do it again. Um, I really enjoyed that. And I think just creativity and expression in general really interests me. So just having the ability to adapt to to adapt and adjust to uncomfortable situations, you know, put yourself into situations and see how you react because then you know what you're good at and what you're not good at kind of thing. Or, but even then when you say you're not good at something, like if you practice something all the time, you're going to become good. You're going to become better than most people at that thing that you practice all the time like anything so sometimes when people say i'm not good at that they're probably being a bit unfair to themselves because they haven't practiced it enough so i feel like if you practice even just say to yourself right it's not that i'm not good at that thing i just haven't done the repetitions and done the routine of trying to do it on a daily weekly basis whatever it may be that will make it good or become good or become better than most people at that that thing that you're interested in for me, in that day, it, this week it was acting. I wanted to jump in and see what it's like. So, really enjoyed it. I recommend it to, to people. If they have an interest in creativity or putting themselves out there or just acting in general, definitely bite the bullet. Don't worry about what could go wrong. I just say, just go for it and you never know what can happen. I really enjoyed it. And I, I learned a bit about myself in it. So, I'm interested to see. I'll keep you updated what happens in, in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah. I am going to jump into this week's uh, song. So, anyone new to the podcast, I'll just mention real quick if you're new. Um, I read through the lyrics of, of the song and I basically try and explain where I was uh, and what my thinking process was when I was coming up with these lyrics. And all these songs are on the mixtape, so I'm on the track seven in this podcast, so... Um, yeah, each podcast will be numbered of will be the number of the track that I'm actually on. So, <coughs> sorry about that. Episode seven is track seven. So yeah, we're on the track seven already. So it's called Paranoid. Um, I put out a lot a lot of clips of this before it actually came out in full, and I got great feedback. People enjoyed the song. And yeah, it's one of my favorites. I think on the mixtape, personally. Uh, so I'm really excited to get through this and really try and explain what the process was and, and how I was thinking when I was writing it. I must have written this song over a year ago now. Uh, and yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what comes to mind as I go through it. So I'm going to read I'm gonna read the first verse in full and then I'm going to read the chorus in three parts and then I'm going to read verse 2 sorry if my throat feels like it's cutting out on me that's because it is I have this smoky like husky throat at the minute but I said no I'm not going to give up on the podcast today I'm going to jump in I'm going to get it done so yeah here we are Uh, right so verse 1 I'm going to go straight in verse 1 paranoia is a ritual standing on the corner eagle eyed in my peripheral Looking out for myself, had to be cynical. Survival of the fittest, getting chased on the way to school. Only a nipper, dipping toes in a deeper pool. Still swimming, never living a shallow truth. Worries inherited in me genes, a troubled youth. Consequence of actions kept me thinking of what to do. Constantly anticipating. Nail biting at the block by the railings. The daily situation, I could barely chew a steak. Thinking I was beefing, the street can be deceiving. Words are misleading. 
tire screeching on lights dipped on a window evening tinted window of slowly creeping our hearts are beating daily routines equal a common feeling I'm using it as my motive upon achieving seeing a random call out on a ringtone or unknown I'm sweating so I'm my ghost they say swallow your pride mine stuck in me throat apologising I choke the word sorry's a hoax always sharpen the reaction what's the most important when your character is damaged overthinking over planning that's down to being a kid on the edge driven by panic so that's the first verse uh, yeah I'm gonna go straight through it so basically talking about being younger and being in the flats and, and being paranoid uh, over kind of maybe things that happened to you when you were a little bit younger uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of say between the age of like 12 and maybe 16 or something this is kind of based on so so i'm saying it's a ritual to be paranoid in the flats and um, like you're kind of using uh, all the angles of your eyes and using everywhere you can see to kind of keep an eye on the corner and what cars are driving around like it, we'd stand on the, on the corner at, at west court it was called and it is called it's still here today so you'd stand there and you'd be like just having a laugh having a chat whatever go to shop walk back and you'd always end up on this corner especially in the summer feeling people kind of it was like a hot spot almost and uh, one of the boys lives in the house on that corner so he'd be in and out and all and stuff like that so yeah you'd just be kind of weirdy when i got especially when it got dark out when it was night time you'd be kind of weirdy of, of what cars are driving around and if they're driving around slow you know you're kind of just watching and you're, you're like the corner of your eye i'm saying i'm eagle eyed on my peripheral so my peripheral vision is like almost 20 20 because i'm looking that hard I'm, I'm looking for something to be like paranoid or anxious about because it was just embedded in it like standing there because you never know what was going to happen next when you were standing there so so yeah so uh looking out for myself had to be cynical survival of the fittest getting chased on the way to school so yeah being cynical like looking out from my own back as well like you know cause if you had to run like what if nobody comes back for you you know what i mean what if nobody kind of uh, or what if you get caught on as well or something you know if somebody's chasing you or something like that so uh, I was like survival of the fit is getting chased <coughs> Jesus me trout cut out there so survival of the fit is getting chased on the way to school so remember like uh, there was other areas beside our area that uh, you call it beef but like it was kids fighting against kids or just kids kind of ringing other kids and, and giving abuse and, and like slagging each other and saying come here for a fight come there for a fight you know we'll go there you come here but I was never heavily involved in, in that kind of thing because of where I lived I felt like I was involved but I wasn't like a frontline uh, soldier in that sense I was kind of a like a, in the back up I was in the back just kind of observing looking at what was going on I didn't ever want to be like to be fighting with people in general because I just didn't really see a point because I felt like it was kind of over nothing as well I didn't really feel like there was much of a purpose in, in fighting for for something that I just didn't understand at the, at the minute so so yeah even going to school like you might have some kids that were in the school from other areas and they'd 
run up to the school and you know you'd be running and people would be running away and trying to get away and stuff like that from the school and going to school and stuff so so it was like you know even going to school in the morning you kind of I felt like you had to be kind of even though I live right beside the school but if you had a bit of a trek to school you had to come through past one of the earliest that was the so called enemy you know you had to be you had to be wary and you had to be kind of on your toes or get ready for something to happen in that sense so that's what I'm talking about there I was only a nipper, dipping toes in a deeper pool, but was still swimming, never living a shallow truth. So, being younger, I was naive, and I felt like I was in like a deeper pit of like beef than I than I was. Like it was, you know, when you're a kid, your emotions and everything going on is kind of uh, like hyper stimulated, you could say. So I, I felt like I was kind of really sensitive to all this energy all this stuff that was going on you know you had to be <coughs> you had to be able to fight and all stuff I wasn't a fighter at all like anyone that knows me would tell you I'm not a fighter I'm more of a kind of just like go with the flow make peace is there a point in fighting no move on that's how I felt in this case so oh sorry about that if that was loud phone should have been on silent it's gone there now but yeah so where was he uh, never living a shallow truth yeah dipping toes in a deeper pool still swimming never living a shallow truth so kind of just trying to be honest with myself you know like trying to I was basically swimming in the deep end Uh because the shallow end is like where the lawyers are kind of that's where I, I see in the shallow end as like the the lawyers that you're getting told and stuff like that and the lawyers I believe in that I was involved in this kind of bigger like a feud or something but I wasn't at all like involved in a feud I just thought it was because it was mostly me friends that were involved in it you know and I was just kind of I didn't really want to be like I didn't really see a point so that's what I'm saying. I, I just I was in the deep end in that sense. So yeah, when you say like worries inherited images, a trouble youth consequence of actions kept me thinking of what to do. So growing up, I had a few. Growing up with people in my life, adults as well and stuff like that, you, you kind of there was a lot of worry. I feel like like people were very worried about uh, about things, like you know, and that kind of rubbed off on me. So. Me thinking I was in a field or something like made this worry or this it was anxiety at the time, but it made it go like up real real high, like you know, and, and it made me like really worry about kind of what's gonna happen, you know. It was never like what's happening right now. It was always what if this, what if that happens, which isn't great, you know what I mean, for a kid. So I'm saying worry is inherited. Worry's inherited in me. It's in me genes. Uh, as a troubled youth consequence of actions kept me thinking of what to do so me being like <coughs> troubled youth as a whole kind of is a, a big theme in in the area I think like troubled youth uh, just people having problems growing up you know family problems uh, 
and just problems in in the system and stuff like that so and then the consequence of the actions you choose to do uh, got me thinking as as a young person what to do myself so I was seeing people make certain decisions that was it was getting them into trouble and stuff and I just didn't want to be in I didn't want that kind of trouble for, me, for myself so I used that as a way to kind of to dodge that stuff by by looking at me by looking at me and going do I want that type of life for myself you know getting involved and stuff uh, that wasn't going to benefit me so that's the way I was thinking so yeah so constantly anticipating nail biting at the block by the railings the daily situation so as I said sleeping on the corner again waiting like looking at what cars are coming around and stuff during the night time or wasn't during it was like late in the evening you know and especially in summer or when the in winter when the when the sun went down early it felt a bit more tense in that sense so nail biting just nervous that kind of thing that's what we was feeling uh, and then I'm saying I'm trying in a bit of a joke here I'm saying I could barely chew a steak there's me thinking I was beef and as I was so small I was only a kid like you know thinking I'm in a blade field like <coughs> I'll have a beef with people sorry for all the coughs and all the outside few outside noises I know my voice is pretty mad annoying in this podcast I'm very sorry I apologise for that but we're going to keep going because I'm not taking any weeks off because uh, I want to keep this rhythm going in, this, in the podcast so I'm saying I could barely chew a steak you know and there's me thinking I was beefing just messing with the beef steak kind of entendre there um, and then I'm saying the street can be deceiving words are misleading people telling you stuff you know people kind of making you scared worry uh, I'm, I'm not saying anything in particular they were telling me I'm just saying like there was a team around getting not being scared or something or being like like hyper focused on what's the next thing around the corner when that didn't really matter you know like it never really mattered like it just it was just a worry that was there then I'm like tinted windows or tires screech no lights dipped on a winter evening tinted windows slowly creeping our hearts are beating that nervous anxiety feeling that worry you know you hear the tires screeching there's no lights on and uh, it's a winter evening that's when I've really felt it I think and then like that slow creeping you know just the cars driving slow any car that was driving slow even if I was walking down the street say to the shop or something when a car was driving slow beside me I guess so paranoid I'd be like what even now I still get a bit like why is that car driving beside me so slow it's a bit a bit dodgy or something you know what I mean is something going to happen here like so it'd be that type of feeling then I'm saying I'm using it as my motive Oh, daily routines equal a common feeling I'm using it as my motive upon achieving so all these common routines gave me more of a negative uh, perspective on it than a positive one so I said I'm going to use this to amplify my positivity and jump into things that I really want to do like I don't really want to be standing here like I could be doing something better than this and uh, something better with me time so that's the way I was looking at it and then like uh, I'm saying if you ever get like a random caller like a private number on your phone uh, an unknown number and then like I'm saying I'm sweating looking at that because I'm like who's this ringing me now like who's this unknown number like that make you paranoid just that type of stuff I know this is kind of broad but it's just I'm trying to describe what I was what I was feeling as a kid like even if it be, if it be like nothing mad you just feel like who's this 
who's this ringing me like you get real questionable of, of yourself and kind of doubting yourself and going jeez like what's this what's that which isn't right but, but yeah I, I don't know how to describe it it was like a lot of stress every day like do you know what I mean in seriously not every day but in them in them situations like there was a lot of them situations and when it was happening I felt like a lot of stress then I'm saying they say swallow your pride my stuck in me throat apologising I choked the word sorry is a hoax that's just going on the word sorry like the word sorry gets thrown around a lot I'm, I'm actually a victim to that as well I, I throw the word sorry around a lot every day if you're in the wrong or something when you say sorry this sorry that sorry this but I learned the hard way that you actually can't say sorry with your words you have to say sorry you have to show sorry with your actions so you can't say it you have to show it to people to prove that you've changed or prove that you've seen a different path <coughs> sorry about that coughing but that's the position we're in at the minute so coming to the end of verse 1 uh, it's about your reaction if your character is damaged because uh, of due to overthinking over planning that's what I'm saying always thinking ahead when you should be thinking in the moment you know that's down to being a kid on the edge driven by panic so it was all panic to me like what's like you know always on edge you know like real uptight kind of what's going on uh, which causes stress which wasn't great so that's that Um, before I go into the chorus I just want to say uh, I know some of the some of the sounds are probably a bit punchy in this podcast I'm going to try and level it out uh, I don't want it to be uh, I don't want it to be, you know, disrupting your, your eardrums or giving you tinnitus or anything like that. So I'm going to try and keep this a bit more calm uh, and not kind of punching with the words and stuff like that. So so yeah, I'm going to move on to the chorus now in three parts. So it goes, Before I hit a problem, solutions I put in empty space. Escaping without trouble and gone without a trace. Staying clean in the rubble, you know I find a way. Always ready to take flight on holidays. So that chorus, I'm saying I'm ready for this problem to occur, you know. I'm ready for what's around the corner, you know what I mean. But I'm putting these problems in empty space because they haven't actually happened yet. And that kind of paranoia is driven by experiences that you have standing on the corner. Standing by the railing, standing by the block. And you're waiting for something to happen. That's where I'm going with that. And I'm saying staying clean in the rubble. So in the rubble, like I'm basically saying in the struggle, I'm trying to stay stay clean. You know, like like a rough diamond kind of thing. Like I'm trying to stay clean. And uh, yeah, I find a way in doing that. And this this is part of it, you know, trying to better myself and stuff. We're we're trying to be productive. Uh, and I'm saying always ready to take flight now holiday so I'm ready to just take off but I don't, I don't mean going away I don't mean holiday so that's just that's just what I mean by that I'm ready to take off like work wise put the effort in and stuff like that so uh, second part of the, the chorus goosebumps on me like I'm Travis on your marks I'll be dodging the damage coming to me senses and me got I felt it take a step back and analyze it obviously Travis Scott has that song called Goosebumps so I'm saying I have Goosebumps on me like I'm, I'm really like affected by what's going on because like, it's giving me Goosebumps you know it's like I'm so uh, you know like in shock almost you, know, you get shocked by something when you hear a, a certain like type of music or some, something that gives you Goosebumps that kind of thing so 
dodging the damage so I'm just like kind of trying to analyse and anticipate what's going to come my way and try and dodge it without feeling any damage really and then I'm coming to my senses because I'm going with my gut instincts and stuff like that I'm not going with my head I'm trying to impress people I'm trying to actually go with my gut instinct what's it telling me to do then I had to take a step back and, and analyse and like look about, look uh, from an outside perspective to what's going on and how you can make things better. So, the last bit of that chorus is, but that don't mean that it's going to happen. We can't leave all the pre-planning. Always ready for the threats with a brief action. Always placing a bet on what I reimagine. So, Placing a bit on what I reimagine, so reimagining things that are gonna happen and happen that I'm imagining, it's all in my head, it's not actually going down, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to analyze, trying to anticipate, but that's not the best thing to do. And yeah, so I can't leave all the pre planning, I feel like it's a bit nature to anticipate things, but you can anticipate things and then you can worry, worry about anticipating things, so I worry about the outcome. But sometimes you can't control certain situations, so you have to just let it go. So I say I need to let go, I need to let go, I need to let go. So sometimes you have to let go of certain situations that you're worrying about because you can't control it or it's not it's not real, it's not rational. It's a it's a fragment of your mind that has your human instinct, your experience, uh coming together in your brain like a like a fire pit almost and just burning your thoughts and that's what kinda of drives you to to worry and doubt so I'm gonna move on to verse 2 okay <coughs> verse 2 try and spot an enemy bed at night projecting one eye is always open expecting the unexpected Johnny Deppin like Wonderland of the Caribbean the wild west that you read about in a magazine I'm hearing sudden noises, shouting, screaming. The walls are amplifying, the echoes like an abandoned building. Looking out the window, all I see is silence. I swear I'm not imagining it had to be perfect timing. I'll find out in the morning. I swear I hope it's not a curtain calling, a murder, a stabbing, someone collapsing, glass smashing. I wanna know what happened. I said I wanna know what happened. I see me bro at the shop, I said, did you hear the noise? He said, the party last night, you never arrived. It got loud, we went outside, you missed out. And I thought the worst, being paranoid. I feel like I'm not doing this podcast justice with the state my voice is in at the minute, so I apologise for that, but hopefully we'll have better quality next week. Uh, hopefully I'm a bit better and stuff like that. Because uh, I hate hearing myself talking through my nose. Uh, with a flow of that of that sense so yeah apologies for the quality on this but we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep soldiering on to the end so yeah in the movie train spotting which is about heroin came out in came out a good few years ago like a lot of people have seen it uh it's based in england and basically one of the lads in it is kind of hallucinating uh, due to the fact that he's he's on heroin and you can see a baby on the ceiling uh, which is like it's obviously not there but it's it's a freaky scene like it's it's really impactful of people who watch it on people who watch it I think so I'm saying when 
and I'm lying in bed, I can see things on the ceiling, like, not, not, like, visually, but imaginatively, because I'm imagining, like, worries, and what's gonna happen, and what's this, what's that, that kind of thing, so, that's what I mean by that, and I'm saying, one eye is always open, so I'm basically sleeping with one eye open, because I'm, I'm still paranoid, you know what I mean, like, that's the type of thing, uh, that paranoia leads you to, <coughs> Sorry about the cough. <laughs> Still coughing. We're nearly, we're nearly at the end, but we're going to keep going, yeah? Then I'm saying, expecting the unexpected Johnny Deppin, like one that landed at Caribbean. So one eye is always open, like Johnny Depp wearing an eye patch imported to the Caribbean. And then I'm saying, uh, he was also in Alice in Wonderland as the Mad Hatter. So I'm kind of bringing them two characters together. In that sense, and I'm saying the Wild West that you read about in a magazine, like the Wild West, obviously was a like the Wild West is like you hear stories, you see films about the Wild West and stuff when you're growing up, and you you read about it. So I'm saying like this is what this environment is. It's like the Wild West because you just don't know what's gonna happen. I'm saying, hearing sudden noises, shouting, screaming, the walls are amplifying, the echoes like an abandoned building. So I'm just like, yeah, you hear, you hear sounds, random sounds, you know, noise at night, all hours of the night you hear people. Whether it be that, maybe out partying or something, or just screaming, you could be fighting with people, like you just, you just don't know what you're hearing sometimes, you know what I mean? So then I'm saying, eh. Uh, when you look to see what that sound is that you actually heard it's actually it's there's never anything there like well rarely you look out and it's gone silent so it's like did i actually hear that kind of thing so that's all i'm saying there and i'm saying i swear i'm not imagining it had to be perfect timing so i'm just saying when i happened to look the sound was gone right the last bit of this verse <coughs> Jesus, that cough's heavy, yeah. But we're nearly there. I'll find out in the morning. I'm saying, I swear I hope it's not a court and calling. So the noise, I'm saying, I'll find out tomorrow what that noise is. I hope it's not a stabbing. I hope someone didn't collapse. I hope it wasn't glass smashing. I just want to know what happened, you know. And then you'd see some, one of the boys at the shop, they'd tell you what it was. And it ended up that it was actually, I'm saying, in this story, it was actually a party. That I didn't go to because I was I was you know paranoid about the party, so I didn't actually I didn't actually go. And he's saying you missed out, like nothing happened. It was a good night. Why didn't you come? Like type of thing. So I'm just saying that's what paranoia can lead you to. So that's the end of the song. Again, sorry sorry about the sound on this podcast. It's probably very bad at the minute, but. I'm always working to try and make it better. Uh, if you want to listen to the mixtape, it's Dart at DM on Spotify. Uh, and you get to hear all the songs on that. And you, you'll see videos as well if you type in Dart at DM, Dart at DM on YouTube. So yeah, sound like Sean Deutsch. Anyway, but hopefully it'll be better next week. And I'll check in then. So yeah, thanks for all the support. And uh, yeah, keep on listening. So that's all for now. I'll talk to you after.